Okay, welcome to uh, the inaugural podcast for our Breadcrumbs, Breadcrumbs podcast for our youth ministry here at Bread of Life. I'm really excited uh, that we can uh, do this podcast and uh, produce something that uh, people can listen to. Now, for this first podcast, uh, we're here with Pastor Dan and uh, and David Lau, uh, both staff in the English congregation. And uh, both of them are really involved with uh, the process that we have here at Bread of Life uh, for baptism. And a lot of the, the candidates that we have um, baptized in our English ministry are from our youth. And, and so we're here uh, uh, on this, uh, for this podcast to kind of talk a little bit about baptism and why we do it and uh, a little bit about the process that we have here at Bread of Life and uh, just to hear some of the thoughts that uh, Pastor Dan and David have uh, about uh, baptism and, um, uh, and with their experience over the years. Um, so, Pastor Dan, thank you for being here. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, Jason. Yeah. And thanks, David. I'm glad you're here, too. It's great to be here. Um, <clears throat> I thought maybe we'd start uh, kind of just a little bit lighter. Just over the years, what have the two of you really enjoyed? I know you both have been involved with the baptisms here at Bread of Life for quite a while. What have you really enjoyed about uh, just the, the process of uh, baptisms here at Bread of Life? So I, I would say that one of the things is that when an uh, individual makes a decision to be baptized, I believe that it's a really significant moment in their relationship with God, and there is a deepening understanding of what it means to be a follower of Christ. And so I think to me that's the most important thing is that it marks not just a turning point, but a decisive moment in their relationship with God. And then what I like from an actual standpoint during the baptism is, you know, before the baptism, we kind of see their pre-baptism jitters. And I think part of that is just really natural. We're kind of nervous to get in front of people. And then there's that excitement also that goes with the baptism. But I think that feeling of pre-baptism jitters is also a realization on their parts that this is a really momentous act uh, that they're about to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think for me, uh, being involved with baptism over the years, uh, I just really enjoy it because it's really intended to be a, a public testimony. Um, it's it's a demonstration, uh, a public testimony of of a person's faith in Jesus Christ, and so I really enjoy that the public aspect, and you know, and and naturally, uh, that's a lot of the fears that some of the candidates have, and and just giving like a short testimony. Uh, but it's really kind of a celebration, and it's um, that's where I think it's really, I think makes it special. It's a, it involves the the family of God, and it's um, you know like Pastor Dan said, it's a really special time when a person is able to really publicly uh, declare and demonstrate that uh, they are indeed a, a child of God. Uh, you know we we pretty carefully teach that baptism doesn't save a person. But baptism is representative of their faith that they have in Jesus already, and and so and in that case, um, I really just enjoy the the public aspect of seeing relatives and friends and other fellowship uh, people in the fellowship just really um, being encouraged by uh, the person or the persons getting baptized. So, okay, great, great. Um, you know, Pastor Dan, uh, when it comes to uh, the kind of the, the reason why we get baptized, you know, wh where do we uh, get the idea for baptism? Why do we do it? Um, you know, what does it mean? Maybe some of the, 
you know, the biblical support for it or, or some of the theology behind our baptism? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, so I would go, first of all, probably to the most well-known passage uh, related to baptism, uh, the Great Commission that Jesus gave to his disciples at the end of Matthew's Gospel. And the command there is to make disciples of all nations. And the way that that's expressed is uh, as disciples go, uh, they're making disciples, and then as they teach what Jesus taught, and as they baptize them. And so what's really important in the whole discipleship process of being a follower of Christ is learning the truth that we're to obey and then identifying ourselves visibly as a follower of Christ. And so that's teaching for obedience and that's baptism in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so to be baptized as a disciple of Christ was essentially a normal part of what it meant to be a follower of Christ. And so when you turn the page from the Gospels to the book of Acts, you notice that it's repentance in Christ that brings us into a relationship with God. It's turning away from our sin and turning to Jesus. And coupled with that repentance is water baptism as a visible marker, like Dave said, of the faith that's already present uh, within a believer's life. And so baptism in the book of Acts is essentially a normative, visible, tangible expression of what it means to be a true follower. So in other words, the New Testament doesn't know the concept of an unbaptized Christian or a Christian waiting for the right moment to be baptized, but it essentially happens coming on the heels of faith. Mm. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, you know, th I think that... that um... Uh, leads to a question that a lot of our students have uh, when they're thinking about being baptized. Uh, and maybe maybe you can help with this a little bit, Dave. Um, but <clears throat> when our students are, are hearing about opportunities to be baptized at Bread of Life, we, we do our baptisms generally at Easter and at Thanksgiving. And when the students are hearing about uh, these opportunities to be baptized, they... Uh, they may think to themselves, uh, maybe I should be baptized, but I'm not sure. Uh, and, you know, I've talked to a number of students over the years who have uh, thought about that and asked themselves that question uh, for, for a number of years before actually making the decision and going through with the baptism. And so what would you say to a student who is kind of in that place and, and they're not really sure um, if they should be baptized, they're asking themselves, uh, am I ready to be baptized? You know, what, what would you kind of say to, to that student? Yeah, I think by far the most uh, common um, response in terms of people kind of hesit being hesitant about baptism is uh, they feel like they're not ready um, and that they are, they haven't reached in their minds what they believe is uh, the level of what a person should be in order to get baptized. And, and my response to that is, is um, and, you know, I try to encourage them by saying, you know, just, you know, asking them about their own salvation. You know, do they know that, um, uh, that, they, that Jesus has died for their sins? Have they placed their faith in Jesus? Um, uh, do they have the assurance of, of forgiveness? And, and, you know, I tell them if if you you know if you know and are are you know have the assurance of salvation, then 
um, you, by all means, you should be baptized. There's no, uh, there's no level. There's no uh, point of you know reaching a certain spiritual maturity level to be in order to be baptized. What's really required, and this is something that we we try to cover in the classes, if you are, uh, if you have genuine faith in Jesus Christ, then you should be baptized. And one of the things I try to encourage them is is that's really what baptism is all about. It's for people who recognize that they're imperfect, that they are, uh, you know, that's the reason why you have faith in a savior because you re recognize that you're a sinner already. And so there's no certain spiritual maturity level that you have to, to face. And you know, other thing, you know, other things I would say is that, you know, it's an act of also of obedience. Uh, as a child of God, you want to follow what scripture says. You want to follow the example of Jesus. And, you know, one of the first things that Jesus marking off his ministry was that he was he was baptized by John the Baptist. And so, you know, I try to encourage um, people who feel hesitant uh, to really consider that. Uh, on the other hand, there's other people where they might be a little bit unsure about their faith. Uh, and that's a little bit different story where uh, we want to make sure that uh, a person who's getting baptized understands um, the gospel, understands the good news of what it really means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Uh, and in that case, uh, I would encourage them to you know, ask questions to really understand where they are in their faith journey and how they're, um, you know, wh what they really believe about uh, their salvation in Jesus Christ. And so those are, that's what probably what I would, uh, how would I, I would approach it. Okay. Okay. Great. You, you know, Dave, in your answer, you mentioned uh, a class, mm -hmm. and <clears throat> and so you know, um, when we when we make the announcements, uh, you know, uh, both uh, in our English service or you know uh, on Friday nights with the youth, uh, we mentioned that there's always a class that takes place a couple weeks prior uh, to the service. Can you maybe share just briefly? Uh, what those classes are about and why we do them, um, why that's part of the, the baptism process? Yeah, one of the first things that we tell them is that, you know, the, the only real biblical requirement that you need for baptism is to be a Christian. Um, baptism classes, of course, are not in Scripture. But the reason why we have them is, is for a couple reasons. One is we want to understand and make sure that those uh, those who are getting baptized have, have they have a a good understanding of what baptism is all about. Um, uh, there's a lot of misconceptions, I think, misunderstandings of, of what baptism is. Uh, we also want um, them to understand uh, just some of the some of the fundamental beliefs of our church, because one of the things about baptism um, is that you are you know become a part of the body of Christ and and. Uh, in our church, it also your comfort membership along with baptism, and so what does that mean? You know, to be to be a member of this this body, and so uh, we go over that some of the things that our church believes, uh, what it means to be a part of the Bread of Life Church, and it's also for fellowship. Uh, one of the one of the things that that's really cool about the classes is that you have a, you know, generally there's a lot of youth, but there's also a good cross section of of other groups representative and. Uh, it's an opportunity for to fellowship together that normally would wouldn't be there. So it's really it's really kind of a fun time to to come together in those uh, in those classes. Mm -hmm. 
Thank you. Thank you. You know, um, Pastor Dan, typically at Bread of Life, we do our baptism services, you know, in the afternoon, uh, and we do it with all three congregations together. And I was wondering if maybe you could comment a little bit about um, why we do it that way and, you know, what the value is in, in having, a, you know, a whole baptism service, you know, where there are lots of people uh, in attendance watching. Um, and, you know, maybe it, it could be, uh, you know, when we when we attend a baptism service, why do we attend a baptism service? Uh, in addition to you know maybe someone who's a little bit nervous about being in front of people, why why do we have to do it where I'm in front of so many people sharing my testimony and you know getting getting baptized? Yeah, one of one of the features of our church is that we're multi congregational and also multi language. Uh, so with the English and the Cantonese and Mandarin. There, it's really easy to have three separate silos of ministry and, you know, very compartmentalized from each other. So we have very few church-wide events. We have our anniversary service, uh, Good Friday service, our uh, Christmas program in December, and occasionally every three years our church-wide summer conference. But one of the regular things that we do is uh, church-wide baptism, like you mentioned, Jason, for both Easter and Thanksgiving. And so one of the things that's great about that is that each congregation is reminded that they are part of a whole. And so we see men and women and students with different backgrounds in terms of where they were born, when they came to faith, how they came to faith, um, how old they are at the present time when they're getting baptized. And so I think it's a realistic picture of the body of Christ, at least in our particular church, uh, where we could see people from all generations and all congregations and all spiritual backgrounds on the same page in the same event, publicly identifying with Christ. And so I think that's, there's encouragement that goes both ways um, for both those who are being baptized as well as those who witness the baptism. And so when people come, I think it's really an act of encouragement. You know, we often think of the word support. So they often support uh, their friends and family members in coming to the baptism. But I think it also becomes a means by which they receive support because they think about their own relationship to God. Uh, maybe they haven't been baptized themselves. And so as they see their friends and family members get baptized, they begin to consider where they stand in their relationship with Christ. And then it's possible that they were baptized many years ago. And so it has a way of uh, reawakening think some of their own experiences and maybe even the time in which uh, they were baptized as a, a young follower of Christ. Great, great. Um, you know, I, um, <clears throat> we've, uh, we've had a lot of students uh, come through at Bread of Life uh, getting baptized. And, you know, I think it's a really special opportunity, especially within the youth ministry and for our students. Uh, uh, kind of as you said, Pastor Dan, to support one another and, and just to, to be a part of each other's spiritual journey. And, uh, and so it's, it's a really exciting event uh, for both those baptized and, uh, and those who attend. Uh, and so, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this, this podcast, uh, I really encourage you to, uh, if you haven't been baptized, uh, to think about it. Hopefully this podcast uh, address maybe some of the questions that you've had uh, uh, as you've thought about it. Um, and if not, uh, we're definitely available to talk about, you know, anything that, 
um, that uh, might be on your mind. I know Pastor Dan, David, and and even um, myself, we'd be more than than happy to to sit down and talk about uh, anything related to baptism, whether it's specific to the baptisms here at Bread of Life or just baptism kind of in general. Uh, the next opportunity that, that you'll have to be baptized will be Easter Sunday. Um, <clears throat> and, and so, uh, you know, mark that on your calendars. Uh, and uh, we look forward to, to that opportunity to, to celebrate with those who are being baptized. Uh, I want to thank Pastor Dan and, and David for, for joining us. And uh, for those listening, um, thanks for listening to this inaugural podcast. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.